0: Uh, if you have your Bibles with you, turn to the sixth chapter of the book of Ephesians, if you would. <laughs> uh, these last few mornings, I've been blessed to be up early in the morning, so I've got to study a little bit. To, uh, while Kathy's been trying to rest, I've been uh, I've sitting there and got to read a little bit. And, and I was reading this scripture right here, it got to looking uh, about the, uh, the whole armor of God and what it meant to us. Uh, I've not heard this preached from in a long time. I, matter of fact, I don't think I've ever preached from this passage of Scripture, but I've said in, in messages or meetings where they have preached about it. And as I was reading it, uh, I got into the 10th verse, and I'm going to be reading through the 20th verse, and, and then we'll go back and we'll see what, what the Lord's wanting to show us. So if you would, if you can, stand and read it in your reverence of God's Word. We'll read through this right quick, and we'll see what God's got on our heart here this evening. Chapter number 6, verse number 10 the apostle paul writes finally my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and against power and against the rulers of darkness of of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places therefore Taken to you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, just stand. Stand therefore having your loins girt around about the truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all, uh, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is a sort of which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereinto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints and for me the the utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought. To speak, fathers, thank you so much for the reading of this scripture. In Jesus' name, I pray, Amen. You may be seated. As I was sitting here reading through the scripture this morning, uh, I got to thinking about you know, how would the Lord want me to present this to His people. So, Chris, uh, the thought the uh, Lord put on my heart this morning, uh, I, I've got a question, and that's going to be the title of my message, if you will, uh, and, and it's simply this: What's in your spiritual closet? And he put that, put that on my heart for a reason because knowing that most every one of us, if not all of us, every morning gets up and goes to our closets and picks out what we're going to wear each and every day. And we get our shoes, if indeed your shoes are in your closets, and or you do that the night before to prepare yourself either A, for work, or just to be able to start our day. We, we all go through that process of life, uh, pretty much so. So I got to thinking about if we do that each and every day of our life, how would we what would we look like if we did a spiritual uh, closet? What would that look like if we walked in our into our closets at our homes and we looked at it with spiritual eyes? Where would that put us uh, the, the apostle Paul writes to the Church of Ephesus uh, uh, about what we need to put on as far as the whole armor of God it, it consists of, and he talks about faith and salvation and, and, and a breastplate and all that other stuff. but the main topic of this whole thing is is to be able to put that shield around you to fight off all the evils of this world because let me tell you something believe it or not we live in a world of evils uh, it tells us uh, here in the scripture that, that we could fight off the walls uh, of the devil what well, just that's the schemes of the devil and let me tell you something uh, the devil, like we said earlier, has has got a strong hold on on somebody that we know and love. It's in our families or it's on our hearts. And it may be more than one. It may be several. And he may not have this person the same way he's got this person over here. Or he may not have this person over here that he's got with this other person. He's got different ways or different schemes that that he can grab hold of somebody's heart or their mind, if you would, and be able to lead and guide them and put them in a direction that he wants them to be. And it's simply this. Away from Christ as long as he can get you turning away from Christ he don't care where you're going he just wants you to go that way when he sees you're in that path, uh, he's going to do his utmost best uh, to draw you away from what, what's going to draw you closer to God. You know, we, we talked about Job here these last few weeks uh, and what, what the old devil done to Job. And, and Job never would cuss God. Uh, but, but Job did curse his own life. He he'd wished the time over that he had never been born, that, that he didn't even have to go through this. But see, he never would cuss God knowing that God was his supplier and his hope and his faith. He tells us that in the 10th verse, it says, "'Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord.'" That's all we can ask of ourselves. Be strong in the Lord. Listen, when you go in that closet to to put on what you're going to put on each and every day, you need to make sure that it's going to fight off all the principalities of this world that that we're going to be up against. Because if you don't get your mind set or you don't get your heart right each and every day that you wake up uh, and you don't, nothing else, talk to the Lord just a little bit when you get out of bed, uh, you're not preparing yourself to go out into a lost and dying world. Uh, Our best outfit that we can put on each and every day That before we go into that closet that we need to sit down and thank the Lord for allowing me to, hey, wake up that morning. Thank you for allowing me one more time to get up and, and be part of what you created here in this beautiful world that, that, that I'm able to enjoy uh, what you give me here in my life. I get to enjoy my family and my grandchildren and my kids and, and everything that you've given me. I want to thank you for that because if I didn't wake up this morning, I wouldn't be able to do that. Now, Yeah, if I didn't wake up, I would be in the presence of the Lord, but there's things we still Got here to do that we want to do before we time gets to us. So the, the, the outfit you need to be putting on each and every morning before you go into that spiritual closet is telling God in heaven that you thank Him for all that He's done for us and sending His Son to the cross for the remission of our sins. He needs to know that. We talked about those that's not have that yearning to go to church no more. They feel like if they're being saved, that's good enough. And it is. The scripture tells you that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart uh, you can be saved. But this ain't a salvation question that we're talking about. This ain't got anything to do without being saved. It's about got everything to do about serving the Lord and, and thanking Him for the for what He went through for us on that old cross. And if we just take that card and use it for what it is to be saved, it's not doing nobody no good. Yeah, He'll get you to heaven, but how long is He going to keep you there? I don't know that answer, but one day we will when we get to where we're going. Amen? So I swear of my life that I would not take the chance of knowing what that's going to be like. Scripture tells us, we talked about it earlier, we're going to stand before Him on Judgment Day, the good and evil. So we're going to be right there with our evil foes that we've known growing up, and for those that we don't know, but we're going to be there with them. How's that going to look like? I don't know that answer. I do know one thing. I'm going to do my utmost best to prepare myself for that day. And I'm going to do my utmost best to, to be a good person and serve the Lord and, and do what he had me to do. Uh, don't go ahead and push around old ladies down because he's crossing the street or anything like that, but, but be a good person. Pray for somebody that needs praying for. He tells us this, it says we wrestle against flesh and blood and against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of darkness of the world and against spiritual witness in high places. Everything that we come in contact with each and every day, we wrestle with that. In other words, it's a constant battle. No matter how strong you are in your faith, you can't be strong enough to fight off all the evils of this world. Somewhere along the way, somebody's going to get through. And they don't know what it's going to be, but somebody will. And they'll use the most important thing in your life to be able to find that gap in your fence, if you would, to be able to take over your mind if you'll just listen to them. Because we wrestle with that each and every day of our lives. So when you go in that spiritual closet every single day of your life, you need to prepare yourself for that. Because if you're not preparing yourself for that, who is? You're not going to go to work and expect them at work to get you spiritually prepared, are you? Unless you work in a monastery or a saint or a nun or something like that. You, you go to work and you start right with, you don't want to be there anyway. But you know you've got to build eight, amen? You've got eight hours you've got to build. So right there you're fighting against the principalities of the world knowing that, that what you should have done before you got there, you need to pray about what you're doing there before you got there. Lord, help me get through this day. I've got stuff going on in my life that, that I'm having trouble dealing with. I'm not real happy about my job, and I know you've got me here for a reason, and I know there's going to be a better place for me one of these days. You're going to put me somewhere to where I want to be, but until that time comes, until you see fit to put me there, I need your help, and I need your strength to get through this day because that's just what it's all about. Many a day, when back when I was working, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I hated to go to work. When it was cold out here, when it was 5 and 10 degrees and have to go out there and fight that cold weather, there is nothing pretty about that. Or when it's 110 degrees and you can only take off so much clothing, there's nothing pretty about that. It's hard. It's always too dusty, too dry, too wet, too cold, too hot. It's always too something. So we got to ask God to help us every single day of our lives. Because we wrestle with with the principalities of this old world. and, And we don't... Understand as God's people just how powerful that thing is that we're fighting against. The, the wiles of this world, the schemes of the devil, and that's all he consists of. And, and, and he'll even tell somebody like me that I'm a good-looking man if I listen to him. And knowing good and well, Ray, that ain't the truth. But he would tell you that if you'll Listen. Well, he'll tell you, listen, don't worry about it. We'll get you through today and we'll work on this tomorrow. If you'll listen to him, he'll tell you what you want to hear. But sometimes hard love's hard to listen to. You know, sometimes the truth's hard. But the scripture tells you simply this it'll make you free if you'll just let it be part of your life. He says, Wherefore, taking to you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in this evil day and having done all to stand. In other words, if we do our best, man, it's going to be tough. If we can do our best, and, and I would have to ask, how many of us here tonight does our best every single day to get through a day? We most likely go through the same ritual every single morning. I know when I was working, I'd get up, I'd go in there to wash off a little bit, uh, go pick my on some coffee, uh, uh, give a kiss, kiss goodbye, tell you all over, and I'd hit the road every single day. I'd light a cigarette to the same place, the two places before I got to work, I'd light a cigarette to the same place I'd get there every single morning I smoked. That was my routine. And that time I didn't think God once were getting me to that point. I didn't. I'm not going to stand up here and lie to you until until God changed my life and showed me, listen, there, there's a, there's a better way to this. I didn't see it either. But well, I can stand up here tonight and tell you from a testimony, of a living testimony, that there is a better way. And he'll be there for you in your time of need. And you've got to somehow, you've got to give up something to gain a lot. Because if you're not willing to give up your obedience in serving Christ, what are you giving up? That's what he wants from us, our obedience and just in serving him. You understand? We're down here and he's, he's up in heaven. One day he's coming back, and when that day's coming, I don't know, but he's a coming. We, we need to make ourselves ready. Uh, Sean Whitaker, preached preacher of Sunday morning, uh, uh, he, he tells us, to listen, come to the table, slide up a little bit closer to the table and eat from the table of the Lord uh, because he wants to feed us with, with, with what he wants to give us. If we're just willing to partake in that, in that feast, the problem is there's a lot of people out here that ain't liking what we're serving. They don't like the food that we're putting out there. It says, stand therefore having your loins girded about the truth and having the breastplate of righteousness. Um, the, the loins, the uh, truth, if you would, is it's sort of like a, a belt, if you would. That's the first thing that a soldier would put on. Well, let me tell you something. That belt has a lot of has a lot of meaning to it, 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 it because it protects the midsection of, of, of whoever and what you are. It holds up a, a belt to hold up your pants if nothing else or, or it'll help hold other things in place that, that would fight off anything that, that could give you a, a, a hard time in your life if people would be willing to, to take that belt from you. We don't have to understand the importance of, 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 the, of, the, of, the, of the belt around the waist. We take it for granted. It says the spiritual belt is, is, is our knowledge of the scripture. That's what our spiritual belt is. He equips us with, with, with the knowledge of when, when we are attacked by the principalities or, or the evils of this world, we can fight them off because that's what he expects us to do, to, to, to fight off the old devil when, whenever he comes and attacks us. Because let me tell you something. He's going to attack you. You better be ready when he does. He says... Excuse me. He said, and, and the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, it represents a, our character and, and our obedience and, 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 and serving Him. Our righteousness is something we strive for in our lives. It's hard to achieve righteousness here in this world. When we leave this world, when, when, when we're in the presence of the Lord, we're going to be as righteous as we're going to be. We're going to be as righteous as Christ because we're going to be just like Him. We're going to have a glorified body and, 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 and we're going we're to be made in God's image. But we've got to put on this armor to get there. So we go on down. He tells us to, 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 put, uh, to shod your feet with the preparation of the, of the gospel of peace. Let me tell you something. that The eagerness that comes from the gospel needs to be acquired by everybody. We should be eager to, to understand what, 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 what God wants us to understand in his word. The importance of knowing the scripture will get us a long ways down the road when it comes to ministering to somebody. Uh, Dan made a comment just a few minutes ago. I I don't know what to do, don't know how to talk to him. So, start with get into Scripture. Learn the Scripture, and, and, and it don't have to be something that will persecute somebody, but something that will lift somebody up. Uh, read them Scripture where, where it says God will be there for you in, in your valleys or, or in your good times or your bad times. He'll never leave you and never forsake you. But let me tell you something. You, you may not see God there, but i got news for you, church. He has not left us. We have left Him. He's always for us our Gene, and, and no matter, no matter how bad you think you are, he's always been there for us, and, and he's willing to, to help us fight off this old battle that we fight with the devil each and every day. He tells us to uh, put on the shield of faith simply this: taking the word of God and believing it and believing in His promises that He's promised us. You know there's over 300 promises in this Bible that, that God has made to his children. Over 300. We have got to believe in them, and we've got to take it to heart. We just don't need just to read them and just go right on. That ain't what this is about. He 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 requires us to to believe in in what he's got to tell us here through Scripture, because if we if we don't believe what we're reading in Scripture, what are you going to believe? I tell you what you're going to believe. You're going to believe what they're teaching them in our schools today, in our upper learning, especially. We talk about it about the college life. Yeah, high school's bad enough, but it gets even worse in, in college. Carolyn. Uh, it's horrible. And the bad thing is, these kids make up their mind too quick when they're there. There's, there's not a lot of hope for them. It says, above all, uh, take of the shield of faith, uh, wherewith you shall be able to quench, the, quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. In other words, be able to fight, fight them old darts off the old devil's going to throw at you. Because the one's going to hit you every once in a while. It's going to get you in a bad place. And it may be through sickness. Who knows what the devil is going to try to hit you with. But we've got to be ready when he he does that. He says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Listen, we have our helmet of salvation is is our hope and and, and our certainty of our salvation. I guess that would be a good word to use, certainty of our salvation. You know, We'll say it once and we'll say it again. Are you sure that you know, that you know, that you know if you wish to die tonight and you go to heaven tomorrow? Are you sure of that? Are you absolutely sure? Would you be willing to bet your life on it? And if your answer is yes, praise God, you're who you need to be. But if you're sitting there looking like, oh, yeah, I think so, maybe. If you're If you're in that position, you're in a bad place. You've got to know. You've got to know. you got to know, gotta know when Jesus saved, saved you by, the, by his blood that, 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 that something happened to you on that special day and conviction fell on your heart and it, and it brought you to a place where it was just you and him on a one-on-one basis and you, and you asked ask him to forgive you of your sins and repent from your sins and, and, and ask him to help you with your Christian walk of life knowing that we're going to make mistakes and we do. Every one of us makes mistakes here in this church. But we also know that God's there to pick us up each and every time we fall. He is. He's not going to leave us laying right there unaccounted for. He'll be there for us. But if he's not part of your life, who are you calling on? Mom and Dad can't get you to heaven. Your pastor can't get you to heaven. Your deacons can't get you to heaven. There ain't even one way to heaven. And that's confessing the name of Jesus. Through the blood. He says, Apostle Paul writes in the 18th verse, he says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching where to with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. In other words, when we pray, pray. Mean it right here from your heart. Just don't let it be empty words goes up. Because I'm going to tell you something. I've heard so many people pray, and I've even did it myself in the past, that, the, that our prayers don't get no further than the ceiling. Because it's just your heart's not in it. You think God's listening to them prayers? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But if you earnestly and fervently ask Him to come into your life and make your life better, he'll hear you. But it's a work in process. It's, it just ain't him. It takes both of you. You know what saying? It takes two to tango. Well, when it comes to your spiritual walk of life, when you go into your spiritual closet each and every day of your life, you're not going in there by yourself. God's right there with you, helping you pick out what you need to be putting on for the day because each day holds a new uh, evil that you're going to face, and, and God knows what that's going to be. But, so, but you, that, he's got to be with you to have you prepared for that. And if you take God with you in that closet and let him pick out what you're going to wear, man, you'll always have the right wardrobe on when you leave and go out into this old world because I'm telling you, son, he'll chew you up and spit you out if you'll let it. Paul writes, "As for me that uttermost may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. What is the mystery of the gospel? It's a good news, simple. The The mystery of the gospel is the good news of Jesus. And who he is and what he done for us and, and the things he did on his earth, while he walked on his earth, and, and, and what he did for us after he left this world and, and, and the instructions he's left behind. Listen, a lot of people call this the Holy Bible, uh, a basic instruction before leaving earth. Uh, that's what Bible stands for. And, and who knows, this may be our instruction book that will get us to the end. But I'll tell you this, uh, if you put your heart and soul in this book right here, it'll get you to heaven. If you believe in this, it'll get you to heaven. But you've got to believe in that. You have got to put on the helmet of salvation and the the, the breastplate of of, of, of our faith and the shield of faith you've got to have that on because if not, we're not going to fight this war off because the old evils of this world will just consume us every day. And once he gets through consuming you today, he'll pick it right back up tomorrow. See, I think, Carol, that's how people get out of church. It starts one day. And it starts another day, and then another day. And they say, you know, them days are months. And we all know it's easier to get out than it is to get in. It is, and I don't know why that is, but it is. seen that happen to my mom, and I I would never believe she'd ever got out of church, but she did. Just because the old devil was telling her, listen, you don't need to go back there. You've you've got enough stock built up. You don't need to be going to church. Uh, You're good to go. Well, she wasn't good to go. Because her faith was growing weaker each and every day, knowing that she should have been in church, but she wouldn't. And she used that shoulder for excuse. And they wasn't nothing that shoulder after six months. She was good to go. She couldn't tell her that. The old devil was telling her different. Paul says, for which I am the ambassador in bonds. In other words, when he was in prison writing to the church of Ephesus, the one thing he wanted to know was simply this. Prepare your Christian life to be ready to fight off the old devil because that's who we're fighting against, this old devil. Bottom line, if the old devil went on the scene, uh, we'd have a pretty good life, but we have got to fight them, and we wrestle with him every single day of our life. And he says that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. In other words, as Paul should preach, he would hope that he could preach with all boldness to the people that would listen, but more specifically to those who don't listen to speak with boldness to tell them who Jesus is and what he can do for your life. Listen, I, I don't think Jesus in no shape, form, or fashion has ever got into the, uh, to the uh, world of, uh, of clothing, if you would. But if you'll take him in your closet with you every day, he'll dress you and prepare you for your everyday walk of life. Involve him when you get out of bed. When he hits the floor, let nothing, say thank you, Lord. Thank you. You'll know what's on your heart. You don't have to say nothing else. If you just say thank you, you know something? It's just like anything else that we do as people. Sometimes we like to get thanked for that, don't we? If, if, if you do something for somebody, if, if they just simply say thank you, man, that goes a long way. How you think God feels about his children down here? Never utters that word. Do you understand? Just because uh, we're not seeing countries dissolve and, and they're dying under famine and he wipes out generations, because that's not going on now, don't mean God don't exist. He is just as real today as he was in the days of old. But he has an intercessor that's going to do his work for him now, and that's Christ Jesus. He sent him here once, Gene, to take the load of our sins. When he comes back again, he's going to send him to get his people church and that's all of us here this evening god bless his heart stand if you would we all we all go through things every day that's different things i go through caroline it's the same things that, that ray goes through or, or dad or donna whoever we, we we do and go through different things but we all go through things and sometimes it's harder on some people than it is on others because we're dealing with a whole lot more the loss of a loved one. Uh, when, when you lose someone close in your family, I tell you, that that, just, that attacks your heart in a, in, a, in a bad way. But you have got to know through the blood of Jesus that they're in a better place. Yeah, we're going to miss them. Lord, yeah. I, I, I hope and pray when when I leave this world, my family will miss me. But the, the consolation they got to go on is simply this. I'm, I'm going to heaven. I'm getting my reward now. I said, so don't be sad for me when I die. I just finally I've, 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 I've used up this old body in this old world and, and, and now I'm reunited with my glorified body. And that's all we want to go through is, is have that and be in the presence of God in heaven. Amen.